to the podcast. <laughs> it's the little things is back in action. Andy, have you told the podcast that you're training for a half marathon? I don't think so. I'm training for a half marathon, everybody. Ooh. And Ooh. I've decided, too, that I'm going to be the most obnoxious half marathon runner. Um, I was looking at glitter yesterday on Amazon and these big, like, pit viper looking glasses, bright pink with yellow on the sides. So, yeah, how is how has y'all's day been living as a non-athlete now? Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, you have so much time on your hands. Yeah. So much more time on your hands. When people tell me they don't got time for stuff anymore, I'm like, I got all the time in the world. What do you need <laughs> me to do? I got four hours in my day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Honestly, weird because there's so many different answers. <laughs> weird, I don't really know how to work out anymore. So I get kind of sad whenever I'm working out because I don't know how to do that anymore. I have to really be conscious about what I eat because I'm not burning 4,000 calories a day. So my meals look a little bit different. I know that seems wild. <laughs> I know what you guys were thinking. Uh, life no longer training to like do something that you've done your whole life. Yeah, I agree. I have so much time in the world. I don't even like work out anymore, really, because I'm just I was just so used to getting up with my friends and going to work out with my friends and run with my friends. But like I said, I don't even know how to run anymore. So that's a big, big difference. And falling asleep in the elevator as we're You're- going downstairs to go to weights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, falling asleep in the car on the way to weights. Falling asleep while we're stretching for weights. Falling asleep on the turf before weights. <laughs> I'll do it again. Sipping your water bottle. Drinking the dorm water from the sink. <laughs> that was that was for like two months. This yeah, is was- why this is why Peyton Rose never had COVID. She's probably immune to all of the cancers. And- That's why- corner brownie eater honestly yeah honestly yeah eventually (laughs) i genuinely think your immune system is like so i i mean you're probably going to be the the answer to all of our problems later in the future with diseases because they're going to need some sort of like shot or whatever (laughs) and they're going to use your blood to save everybody's life because that dorm water there's just no way i don't know i don't i i don't know (laughs) well do you in an organ donor after you pass because (laughs) anybody that (laughs) except your organs (laughs) i think it started when i was a child (laughs) we drank the water out of the hose and so i thought you know. did that too, but I would have rather drink all of the water out of all the hoses in the world before I drink the dorm water from every the sink. Every kid has drinking water out of a hose. Every kid has drinking water out of their slip and slide. Every kid has drank pool water. I wasn't <laughs> drinking slip and slide water. 
not drink out of a slip and slide. <laughs> I did not either. Y'all are both weird. <laughs> and y'all can't sit there and tell me you haven't tasted the dorm sink water. Once no. Year. Whilst brushing my teeth, sure. But, no, ma'am. I never, not once did. Not unless it was filtered through a Brita. So. And I got that. <laughs> Uh, so apart from the <laughs> I don't like I really am I'm convinced that if I drink the water it would like burn a hole in my esophagus or something yeah so anywho <laughs> so I know like for me one of the struggles um being done with softball and so of course I'm still in school Lexi's still in school Wee is full-blown adult um, but she's also still studying. And so, but none of us are athletes anymore. And so looking back on that, how have y'all been able to kind of redirect your goals or your purpose or like your feeling of purpose after graduating or after being done with softball? Oh, that's a very good question that I feel like I'm still finding the answer to not finding the answer but working my way towards because after graduation I had a summer of where I was trying to see where my identity lies now other than an athlete and I kind of went back to the worldly things and surrounded myself with friends that um put their identity in worldly things as well, like going to bars and drinking and, you know, all, all the, all that stuff. And so I thought that that would work for me. Like, I thought it was kind of like a phase throughout college. Um, but then I had like a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> and when we went back for alumni weekend last year, and that's when I was like, this is the path. This is where I need to put my identity in. This is who I need to put my identity in. Um, so from then on, I was, it's kind of still work in progress of, okay, I'm not an athlete anymore. So where am I value, valuable now? And now it's just like a kind of look of it, kind of look of it. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now, but like, I don't know. It's weird to come off the end of being an athlete for being I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to I just like that's okay we can we'll just bounce I'll just bounce off really bad off of that um yeah all right so you're asking like what what it's how we've transitioned from like basically having the identity change of being no longer student athlete, just regular student. She's no longer student athlete. She's like whole entire worker. Yeah. Yeah. So like kind of like a, a shift in when like life changes, not just, I guess for not just athletes, but like that big shift of identity in one thing and moving to something else. Like how do you shift from there? Okay. Um, Yeah. I think that's always kind of going to be a work in progress for me personally. And I'm very sorry if you hear like your in the background. Um, we got 
the lawnmower guy mowing the lawn. Um, <laughs> I Trinity's back. And yeah, I don't know. I think so many things happened. Like the minute that um, I was done being a undergrad student and like being an athlete that like in my life that like so many different seasons changed like rapidly that I had to kind of adapt um to that and I almost didn't really have time to think about the fact that I wasn't really an athlete anymore or that I wasn't in undergrad but that like I my role was like a grad student and a daughter and a friend and somebody that was healing through a lot of things um but the shift it from at least like undergrad type of college to grad school was definitely a huge shift that like I don't know it's just a lot more work it's a lot more of like a full-time job which I think being an athlete kind of prepared me for like be I feel like being a student athlete was a full-time job so it kind of the transition wasn't terrible going from like our schedule that we were used to to being a grad student um but it's still hard, like, not li- using that as, like, my initial label is still, like, yeah, I was athletic and I'm a student, but there are so many other things that I am before those things. Like, those things don't necessarily identify who I am, but the shift was, I don't know. I feel like it's just going to constantly be an ongoing process, and maybe it'll hit me later since I did have so much change. But I almost feel like it hasn't fully hit me yet, if that makes sense. That or I handled it a lot better, like, subconsciously, and I just don't really know it. But, Mm. or I'm just, like, super excited that I'm in a place where I do have so much more free time. And I'm, like, we missed out on so much growing up that now we're getting to have that time to, like, just be students, just be a friend, just be a daughter, just be a girlfriend, just be a worker of some sort like just be whatever you know what I'm saying I don't know so maybe it's not gonna hit me until later on or the Lord said it's not gonna hit you it's hard to tell mm-hmm. what do you think? yeah I don't know I don't even know if we answered that question right yeah I, I while you were speaking it made me like coming off and not being an athlete anymore I think God helped showed me that I had put so much of my value and time in being an athlete and not being his child. So like whenever I had to drop the label of an athlete, I was kind of just out there, like out in the world, not really doing anything. And so like he helped me discover who I am in him. And then once that happened, like everything kind of just clicked and like life had more meaning because we have eternal an eternal perspective now that like no matter what I'm doing no matter if I was an athlete no matter if I'm working a job or studying all that stuff isn't for nothing like it's not just going to be wasted Mm -hmm. um as compared to you know someone who doesn't have the eternal perspective they're doing things just to do it and they think that like all that stuff is just going to rot away so like what's the true meaning behind that kind of thing if that makes sense 
I don't know if I either, but that was kind of like a big perspective change, mostly after being an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah, the the transition from I think the the biggest thing for me was as soon as athletics ended for me, and I guess also like it hit me so hard because it was something that I wasn't like planning on it happening, obviously. So like when you graduate, it's still a shock, but I think it's probably a little bit different because y'all knew that you got, it was coming to an end, I guess. But for me, like the transition was hard because I had placed all my purpose in softball. And so when it was done, I was like, Hmm, what do I do now? And I think that goes for everything we have. I mean, when you're done with school, I was thinking about that the other day. What, what, I mean, in the summertime when I didn't have school, literally all I did was I went to work and I hung out with my friends every now and then and I went to church and that was it. And I'm like, is this what life is? Like, is this what life is going to be? And so it felt nice, of course, in the summer because I knew school was coming. But when I graduate, I mean, I'm like, what? What is life? What is it supposed to be? And I know for me, the shift was huge and kind of what Pee Wee has been reading um, is Ecclesiastes, but we went over this whole study um, at church a while ago about that, about Ecclesiastes and about the thought processes of people on earth and how um, like celebrities, tons of them have been interviewed and they all go to say, I wanted a lot of money and I wanted a lot of things and this is what I wanted. And then I got it and I still feel the same. I feel like it was softball. I mean, I worked my whole life to go to college to play and then you get to college and there's almost this little bit of disappointment that sets in your freshman year. And you're like, is this what I worked my whole life for? And now that I have it, what do I do? And then you feel this sense of like emptiness. And of course that's because I wasn't finding my identity in the Lord. And so, I mean, that's an obvious answer. But I think we work so hard towards things. I mean, I've seen it in my own family, in my own life is, you know, the same thing with money, the same thing with jobs and people switch jobs to just get more money. And then when they get that money, they want more money. So they go interview for another job. And so, I mean, it's so common, you do it and you're doing it to provide for your family and you're doing it. But when you get that and you still don't feel that fulfillment, I think, I think that that's an obvious um, indicator that you're putting your identity or your purpose in something else other than Christ. So you're always going to come up empty, if that makes sense. So I think for me, the shift was huge because I was like, man, I don't want to feel like that again when I get something that I've been working my whole life for. So if you find your identity in Christ and you find, um, you know, kind of going off of last week, that contentment in Christ when you get something you've dreamed for, you can actually enjoy it without thinking that your whole life is depending on whether or not you get it or not, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, oh, sorry, Ping. Go ahead. No, I was just going to go off of Ecclesiastes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they know for sure who wrote it, but they know it was a king, um, son of David king, like it's somewhere. King, in- it's King Solomon. Um. So, like, in one, I forget what chapter it was in, but he listed out all the things that he's done. Like, he's he did all the drinking. He did all the, like, pleasures in life. He gave, I think one verse is, like, he gave his eyes all the pleasures that 
he wanted and like he threw parties and he built anything that he wanted all these extravagant gardens and buildings and stuff and at the end of that passage he says and it was all vanity under the sun so like he gave himself all the desires that he wanted and after that he was like and it was still all temporary it was still just a temporary feeling and so like that thought process like uh, goes back to the celebrities too like they thought they wanted more money they thought they wanted more fame and then they're like well I have it but like <laughs> it didn't really do anything other than just create this greed inside of me and kind of made me feel more empty kind of thing so I think it's very important to have an eternal perspective when you do anything that you do right no, they are. That's so true. Um, India, when you were talking, I think it's also different um, for, like, how me and Peyton, uh, so, a little bit of backstory, I'm um, in OT school. I don't know if anybody, have I said that? I definitely have said that on here. I'm in OT school. Um, it's a doctorate program, and so we have this huge doc project that we're doing, and my doc project is going to be on trying to like almost figure out if we can implement programs for college athletes um, in their last semester, or at least in a certain semester where they can um, understand that that transition from college athlete life to either just college life, if you face a career ending injury or um, just work life, or if you're going on to grad school, just doing that sort of life, whatever. Um, and so as we've been, as I've been talking to like my doc mentor about it, um, I've been doing like reading so many more research articles, which I really love reading research articles <laughs> and um, a lot of them have been like how terrible it truly is for a athlete to face a career ending injury because they don't get to like cope with it. They don't get to like, like me and. Peyton got to have closure because we knew it was our last first home game. It was our last, like it was our senior night. Like we got to have all that closure. This is ridiculous right here. <laughs> no, she said, I'm here too. Um, but yeah, me and Peyton got to have that closure and I almost got to have that closure double because like I took my fifth year, not double necessarily, but like I got to play on my fifth year. Peyton could still put potentially not that you would go through this or whatever, but I could still live with the fact of like, I did have an extra year. What if I would have taken it? Not that you should live with the what if, uh, obviously we shouldn't live with regret, but it, we're human. We're going to, and um, not that you will, but you get what I'm saying. Like <laughs> we actually got to experience that closure. India, you didn't really get to experience that closure. So it almost took more for you to like really have that eternal perspective that Peyton is talking about because like you said like we worked our whole life like from the time all of us were probably 10 years old we had the goal of playing college softball and most likely it was division one college softball I remember that being my immediate goal as a 10 year old little girl thinking I want to play college softball and I want to be a division one college softball pitcher like that is exactly what I wanted to do and like you we like we said, we worked our whole lives. We got there freshman year, realized this is really a lot of fun and we continue doing it. And then like all of a sudden you reach your last game and it's over. And then you're like, okay, I literally worked my whole life to do this one thing. 
And now that one thing is over and now what? And so that's why I feel like it's so important for, I mean, probably college students in general, because I feel like even if you're just a regular college student, you work your whole life potentially to go to this certain university or college or whatever, and you graduate, and then what? Because what if you don't even use your degree? What if you thought that the degree that you wanted to use or the degree that you got, and then you go into that job and you're like, I don't like this as much as I thought that I was going to, but I've already worked so hard to get to this point. So now what? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I feel like there's probably so many more, so many people that face that and that I just have like so much passion about this project that I'm doing because like, I remember, I think we've talked about it. Like in AIA, they told us all the time, athletes in action, they told us all the time not to put our identity in our sport. We put our identity in God find something in your sport that can help you turn something to God or like have an audience of one mentality, do whatever you got to do to like put God as a center of what you're doing. And, um, it's just so much harder to actually implement that until you're already done. And once you're done, you're like, okay, I kind of wish I would have took that more seriously to have that eternal perspective that you've been talking about, um, back when I was playing. Cause then it would have been a heck of a lot easier to come out of it, but I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What are some other things that you guys feel like apart from just finding your identity in like sports and athletics, what are things that y'all have found now that you struggle with just making sure you're not finding your identity in like post softball? Um, definitely my work in my job title. Every time I see someone that I haven't seen in a while, they're like, Oh, what, what have you been up to? What are you doing? And I feel like, Every time I say my job, I'm like, yeah, that's just who I am. Like, I just, I do taxes for a living kind of thing. Um, so it's kind of hard not to see myself as just that, as like just a tax person or just a, you know, accountant person or like just a daughter to my, my mom and dad or just a sister. Like, I think those things I can kind of have like, um, I'm just blinded to like I'm just kind of focused on rather than having um my relationship with God come first if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely like now I can't say I'm an athlete so I'm gonna say okay I have a full-time job kind of thing and so just kind of switch from that end for me yeah um for me mine has been basically the same thing as Peyton but mine's been like the OT student like oh so what do you do now that you're done I'm an OT student um that's been it and then I don't necessarily I think I'm I haven't necessarily put my identity in like the grades that I'm getting or the work that I'm putting in or whatever. Um, and I know that probably sounds like, oh, she's got it together. Not that I have it together, but I just have always made that a very, um, I don't know. I've always been conscious about that. Like I'm going to learn from my failures. I think because we played a failing sport, um, that always hit a lot harder than if I got a C on an exam. (laughs) So like, it doesn't really, 
at school's never really like affected me in the same way that I ever let my sport affect me. So I think I still luckily have that men- mentality where I'm like, if I do for some reason do poorly on this exam, then that means that I have more things that I can learn from and I can reflect on if I didn't do do the work that I needed to do. Did I spend a couple days studying or did I spend two hours studying the night before? So that hasn't really been it, but um, not necessarily identity, but finding my worth. I have noticed sometimes I'll catch myself finding my worth in my friendships or my relationships. And I had to do this. I didn't have to, but I chose to do this like challenge, kind of challenge myself to um, like find verses in the Bible that where God shows me my worth and God tells me my worth because um, I was definitely probably I don't, I can't remember if I talked to you guys about it, but there was a good, like, two weeks where I was, like, noticed that I was finding my worth in my relationship, and I was, like, if he ever falls short, or if he ever, um, doesn't, if he ever has a bad day or whatever, that's gonna affect me, because I'm sitting here putting, like, allowing him to give me my my worth, when really, God is the one who's giving me my, my worth. So I had to like go through and I would write out a certain verse and then just like journal about it and not anything like too long, but I did notice that that is something that I have done outside of finding my worth in being an, a softball player, but reminding myself like and writing it out, getting my thoughts on a paper, like I'm not finding my worth in all these other things I'm finding like God is the one that gives me my worth. And tells me like I'm worth more than just whatever I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, and it. Um, one of the things that I feel like is a hard adjustment. Like, what would y'all suggest for somebody kind of going into your shoes right now? Like somebody who is about to have a big life change. Maybe they know or they don't know. Maybe they're moving due to work. Maybe they are having to transfer schools. Like, what would be y'all's immediate advice for them? Like, what should they do? to not only stay closer to the Lord in this time, but also to not get so down about their situation? Hmm. Um, I would say I'm going to kind of make it snappy because Indy, I want you to be able to answer from your perspective too, in regards to like how you had an abrupt change. Um, For me, I would say don't try and like, have all the wisdom of like what you're going into because God truly is the one that holds that wisdom and almost like the wisdom that you can have the best is knowing that God's going to take care of you and God already knows the next season of your life that you're going to go into whether you're graduating high school and going into college or you're going into the air force or you're going into the workforce or you're going into grad school whatever the case is like I remember um this pastor talking about a couple a couple months ago at this church that I went to whenever I was really seeking wisdom and I was so confused about wisdom blah blah blah. I wanted more wisdom anyways and the pastor was like the best thing that you can do is either like God's gonna you take that leap of faith you're either gonna run and not grow weary you're gonna walk or not not faint or you're going to he's gonna soar you on wings like eagles so either way God's gonna take care of you in whatever path that you're going on you just like seek him wholeheartedly trust him wholeheartedly and like have faith that no matter what it's all going to be okay no matter what you're transitioning into Mm -hmm. I like that um 
my immediate thought was to join a community because that personally helped me a lot, especially after we left that community in college. I found myself um, kind of just wondering and then God kind of snapped me back into it like and led me to a community at my church now that has been fantastic and we're actually meeting tonight. Cute. But just being able to surround yourself with a Christ um, center community will help you stay on track and they will, you know, we have a whole episode on community, but they will pour into you even when you're lacking and they'll, they'll definitely be by your side when you're taking that next transition in your life. So that's, that would be my, my advice. Yeah. True. I'll say this like super quick, but um, my, my biggest thing is again, like I kind of said this last week, I think, but honestly making it not about yourself. I think that was um, one of the hardest things I had to transition from because as soon as everything with my concussions and like being done with sports, I wanted to tell everybody, I'm like, I used to be an athlete. I used to be an athlete. I used to be an athlete because I was like still finding my identity in the fact that I was an athlete. And I was like, I can't move on from this. Like I need to tell people this so that they don't just think I'm normal. And that was like a really hard, like, I'm like, I, I'm not normal. Nobody's normal. I'm like, I, I mean, we're all just unique in that, but my thing, yeah, I got plugged super into community and not only did I get plugged in community, but I was like, I'm going to serve in my church. And so finding ways to serve others, finding ways to serve in the church and making it not about yourself is how you get, you know, transition also changing your mindset. Like we're built for change. That is where the most growth in our faith comes from. So if your life is never changing and nothing's ever shifting, um, I think that there's a, you know, there's not a lot of, I mean, there, there's growth that can happen apart from that, but I think that's where the most, most growth happens. So like being ready for it and accepting change when it comes, um, that would be like my best thing is just changing your mindset now before the change happens, whether you think it's coming or not. Um, but we have like less than a minute left before zoom kicks us off, but I think like stick with that. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 um. so prepare and accept the change before it happens. Everybody. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and the peas are out. <laughs> Bye.